Tuesday morning, March 7th, 2023. Emmy-winning actor from Breaking Bad, Malcolm in the Middle, and Seinfeld, Brian Cranston. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. He turned 67 years old today. Fifty Shades of Grey author E.L. James. She is 60. Her best-selling book, Once Read by Gilbert Gottfried. My inner goddess has stopped dancing and is staring too, open mouth and drooling slightly. All right, we better stop right there. Jenna Fisher, she plays Pam from The Office. She's 49. I was so happy to MC her last birthday party. Let's give Michael a round of applause for MCing tonight because this is a lot harder than it on this date, 144 years ago, Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. 123 years ago, Dr. John Kellogg introduced cornflakes to the breakfast table. 30 years ago today, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead premiered on MTV. In 1985, the supergroup USA for Africa released their single, We Are the World. stars helped raise over 63 million dollars towards hunger relief in Africa. Three years ago, Italy saw its biggest daily increase in coronavirus cases since the outbreak began in the northern part of the country. And the Oprah, Prince Harry, and Meghan interview aired two years ago tonight. Also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? Well, and Maddie, it's already Tuesday morning. We made it through Monday, and it's going to see some clouds today, especially this afternoon. Highs up right around 40. It's 35 now. Time. Time to spill the tea on today's celeb gossip and Hollywood buzz. Here's Maddie's entertainment update. On the Michael and Maddie Show. On the Michael and Maddie Show. Pete Davidson and his girlfriend, Chase, scared the crap out of a 16-year-old girl when they ran into her house while she was home alone. Yep, he crashed his car right into the house. The girl was reading a book when Pete lost control of his Mercedes and slammed into the house. The sound was so intense, the girl thought she was in the middle of an earthquake, she said. The car struck the house just outside the living room and it penetrated the exterior wall. The crash was so intense, a window actually came out of its frame. Luckily, nobody was injured. Uh, the girl's dad said that she was a bit traumatized, but Pete and Chase may have cushioned the blow a little bit by apologizing to her and kind of hanging out with her for a second. Hell of a way to meet famous people. Unclear how much the repairs are going to cost. Uh, a contractor's eyeballing the damages, and the owners are waiting on the full police report before turning things over to the insurance company. Obviously, the insurance company will be giving Pete a call. The girl's dad says that uh, he harbors no ill will toward Pete. He's not going to sue. He's just glad everybody's okay. But you got to wonder what was going on. Like, yeah, you you lost control of the car. Okay. But to that extent? Yeah. That's intense. Like, there there have been moments where I, you know, may have, may have been a little careless behind the wheel and had to kind of like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you catch it. But to run into a house, like, what were you doing? You must have been full on watching a video on your phone. Uh, doing something he shouldn't have been doing. That's yeah. crazy. I'm just glad everybody's okay. 
A kid actor from the 90s wants to try his hand at politics. Boy Meets World star Ben Savage is trying to trade Hollywood for the House of Reps. He's running for Congress. I'm Corey Matthews, man of the people. <laughs> We're always going to know him as Corey Matthews. And in a post on Instagram, he writes that he's a proud Californian and union member who wants to ensure equality and expand opportunity for all while offering innovative and compassionate solutions to our country's most pressing issues. Are you aware that he also stars in Girl Meets World? Really? He's did you know dad, about, right? Yeah. Did you know about that show? I, of course I knew about that show. <laughs> when it came out, I was I was all excited for the next generation. But sorry. He and Topanga get married. Yeah. It's, it's, just not the, it's just not the same. No, it's not. It's, it's not the same. It's kind of like that 90s show right now. Yeah. Talking it's about really on Netflix. hard to get into that. It's, it's, it's okay. I watched the first episode. But then when I realized like the original cast wasn't in every episode, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Uh, Savage will be running as a Democrat for Congressman Adam Schiff's seat in a district that includes Hollywood and Burbank. Last year, he ran for a seat on the West Hollywood City Council and lost. So I don't know if that's any inclination of how well he'll do. I mean, running for Congress, that's pretty serious. Yeah, no, it's legit. Like, that's pretty high up, right? Like, that's, like, certainly above city council. United States Congress is a big deal. Like, that would be, like, imagine Corey Matthews being in (laughs) Congress. Somehow I can. I can, too. Like, the most wholesome dude on television. He would never do you wrong. He would never, Corey Matthews would never do you wrong. Like, he, he's, his morals are intact. He had a great teacher. He's got a great wife. He's got a great, yeah, teacher. Who was that guy in the name? Feeney. I mean, he was. Feeney. Wow, he's still alive, huh? Is he really? How old is he? He, uh, I don't know, but his name is Daniel Turns. So strange. Mr. Feeney alive. 94. In 2021, so he's 96. We've been yeah. to do a wellness check on Mr. Feeney. Yeah, we might have to do a wellness check on him. Hopefully he's still around <laughs> to advise him, Savage though. Savage is, is around, and he might be a savage in Congress. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Looks like our favorite turtles are back in action. Paramount Pictures released the first teaser trailer for Seth Rogen's upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, giving fans of the longtime franchise a first glimpse at the animated film. What the heck are those things? Those are like little Shreks to me. Oh, we've prepared our whole lives for this. Can I get you? Oh my god! Oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. Leo, what happened? Is Donnie bleeding? It was an accident. So, you were baby turtles who made contact with mystery goo. Well, we prefer the term ooze, but yeah. It's like more like, it's just nice. It, it, it rolls off the tongue better, yeah. Ooze. 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 It's nice, right? Ooze. It's ooze. This movie looks so cute. The synopsis says after years of being sheltered from the human world, the Turtle Brothers set out to win the hearts of New Yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers through heroic acts. Joining the main cast of the Turtles to voice Rodin Sensei Splinter. Who do you think Sensei Splinter is? Hmm. Jackie Chan. Oh, there you the go. The perfect sensei. That's excellent. Other stars tap to play. Uh, Paul Rudd is going to play Mondo. Maya Rudolph playing Cynthia Utram. And Rose Byrne as Leatherhead. Post Malone also going to appear as Ray Filet. <laughs> while fellow rapper and actor Ice Cube will star as a brand new character named Superfly. Yes. I love his voice. Most notably absent from the cast is the main antagonist, Shredder. 
but Seth Rogen and John Cena will respectively voice the villain's John henchmen, Cena. Bebop and Rocksteady. Did you say this was for kids? It does, but I mean, come on. Like, this is going to be for all of us. This Maya is Rudolph is like the busiest woman in television right now. Oh, Never. God. I, I love her. She's so easy to... She's like Paul Rudd. So easy to love. So easy. The movie is CG animated, following in the style of the TV series. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is in theaters August 4th, and it looks really cool. More entertainment news on the Fun 107 app. Stone, Maddie, another nice morning out there this morning, and we're going to get up to about 40 for a high. It's... 35 right now. Have you ever heard of the Instagram page, um, Nature is Metal? No. It is... Metal? M-E-T-A-L. Okay. Like, nature is like metal music. Like nature, Like, nature is hardcore is basically what it's saying. Okay. I highly recommend following it, only if you are not queasy. Because that Instagram page is wild. And it basically shows how vicious and savage wildlife actually is and ross and i got a first-hand glimpse of just how metal nature can be yesterday i'm pulling it up Michael, get ready. we were driving on the way to the gym and i'm driving and all of a sudden my husband goes stop 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 and so i stop thinking like what, what's going on he goes look over there and we look to my left and there is the biggest bird I have ever seen in my life having a little feast on a poor little rabbit. And this, I, like, I have a best friend that is terrified of birds. And now I know why. This bird is gigantic. It was a hawk. It had to have been. Yeah. Like, have you, like, what's the closest you've ever been to a bird, you think? To like a hawk? Like a giant bird. Like, what, a, like, how close do you think you've ever been? Probably not that close. I had a giant owl on my shoulder once, but from a, a zoo. Right. So I'm parked. This bird is, I don't know, pretty close to us. Ross gets out of the car to go, like, get a picture <laughs> of it. He is like. He thinks he's on National Geographic. He's like in an arm's reach, okay, of this bird. My husband is from Brooklyn, okay? <laughs> Whenever he comes across wildlife, he thinks that it is free game to get as close as you can to take pictures. He does not realize <laughs> that animals attack. <laughs> and at one point, the bird looks up from its feast and, like, flaps its wings at Ross. What a great picture, though. I mean, did he get a good picture no, of it? No, because he was freaking out and ran. He ran. <laughs> I'm sure he got pictures, but the pictures are pretty gross. But I have never been so close to wildlife as it was like being wild. You know what I mean? It's a bird of prey. Like the amount of times I've seen animals like, okay, squirrels, you see them running around. Okay. Birds, you see them going from tree to tree. Cool. This bird, this hawk, this bird of prey was just like enjoying his life, enjoying this rabbit. And we just happened to be driving by. Well, I think uh, I think it was before you got here, but there was a story we had a few years back. It was pre-pandemic of a hawk in Fairhaven swooping down and picking up a, a dog. Yeah, that happens. And picked up the dog. Yeah, wild. Duh. That's insane. When I, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm not scared of birds. Like, why would you ever be scared of birds? This bird, if I were to have gone and st stood near this bird, it probably would have been as tall as, like, my kneecap. And that's a giant, I'm short, I get it, but that's a giant bird.
Okay? So I was a bit terrified, and I kind of want to submit it to Nature is Metal on Instagram because that's what it felt like. Look at you getting all up and close and personal with the with nature. I'm trying. Getting one with nature. Getting terrified of nature. <laughs> Clouds for most of the day, especially this afternoon and highs up near 40. It is 36 now. So most of us have heard the story about uh, Taunton's uh, Rosemary Heath. Her husband, George Heath, was an instructor at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech and lost his life in the violent incident at the Silver City Galleria Bertucci's. So, you know, this that's nearly seven years ago now. And and Rosemary Heath, um, she has, you know, done some improvements to her home. But the one thing that she's always wanted to do but just has not was to touch their kitchen because she said that was the last place that, that she and George were together in, 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 in that kitchen before uh, that, you know, horrible night. And she just felt like, I just can't, I can't do it. So, but that being said, she's had this internal struggle because she says she's always hated her kitchen. Even like before they even bought the house, like she's like, this is the first thing I want to do is change this kitchen. Yeah, it's a moral dilemma right there. And she never got to it. So anyway, she was kind of, nature kind of forced its hand on her because she ended up having a, um, like a sink back up in the kitchen and a flood that ruined her subfloor and her tiles and her cabinets. So it was really not in her hands anymore. It's not her choice. And she actually said that she feels that like George had a hand in that because, you know, he's kind of giving her a kick in the pants saying, just change the kitchen already. It's okay. You know? So anyway, so they, the, the insurance company brings in the, uh, the demo team is going to be bringing this demo team to rip up the tiles and the old cabinets out of the house and, and, you know, get to it, right? So the night before the demo team is supposed to arrive, Rosemary Heath has this wave of emotion come over her and she just felt the need to grab a Sharpie and start writing on the tiles and writing on the cabinets and, you know, like, for example, like she said, like the, the kitchen, this is where they had their morning coffee every day. So she put on one of the co- uh, tiles, our our coffee discussions were here and our the, the food that fed our souls. She wrote that on one of the cabinets and, you know, we danced here and we made our plans there. And like she so she's writing on her tiles in the kitchen and in the cabinet and. I'm telling you, if that's not therapeutic, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's because, some, that's oh, that's emotional. Because after she was done, she, you know, basically she she verbalized or you know in writing onto the onto the actual tiles and cabinet all the things she would love and miss about that kitchen. And then after that, she went away from the project and thought about all the reasons she hated the kitchen. Um, and then the demo team came the next day and, and, and did their thing. So she said that she kept some of the tiles that she had written on and she plans on crumbling them and sprinkling them into his memory garden. Wow. If but I was her, I would have took the sledgehammer myself. Well, yes. she, it's funny you say that because the the demo team, the, the damage was only done to the bottom cabinets, the water damage. So... You know, then they were with the insurance company, so they weren't dealing with anything other than that. 
in the top cabinet, she said that they said that the insurance company said, um, well, the contractor will do that for you when it's when it's time to, to replace all this stuff. And she said, like heck, I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so she says that she demoed those top cabinets. Let me tell you, it's kind of like that House of Rage in Dartmouth. Like if you've never demoed before, it is a huge stress reliever. She said it was, but she says she it also pointed out to her that she's not 30 anymore. <laughs> and she yeah. said she was so sore. The next yeah. day. The next day. Yeah. Worth it, it. Absolutely worth it. But you can go see these pictures. These are some pretty emotional pictures uh, of the inside of her home and the way she signed these tiles. You got to really look at it to really get it and see it and feel it. And she says, you know, if you're going through any kind of a grief like that, it can be really therapeutic. Like she felt so relieved when it was done. And she said that she really, if she had planned it out, she probably would have done it in a like, like nice acrylic paints and things yeah, like that. But she said, it just, it. it's just the moment came, she just grabbed whatever was nearby, the Sharpie it was and the Sharpie, you know. I mean, it's so organic, so like fluid. It's great. Yeah, very real. Go, go see the pictures this morning. They're posted up on fun107.com. 6.56 now, and Phil Devitt has a look at this morning's headlines. A dog turned up after a Monday morning walk in Fairhaven, but not its owner. Now first responders from throughout the South Coast are looking for a 43-year-old Fairhaven woman who should have returned home. Anna Paula Huggins was last seen in the area of Pope Beach and Manhattan Avenue. Animal Control later found the dog on its own. No sign of Huggins. She's about 5 feet 8 inches tall with dark hair. Last seen wearing a maroon jacket and black pants. The Southeastern Massachusetts Law Enforcement Council search and rescue team dominated the scene Monday on land and in the water. The search is expected to resume today. Anyone with information can call Fairhaven Police. New Bedford's newly sworn-in Ward 3 city councilor says he was careless and thoughtless to share what he calls insensitive memes to his Facebook page. Sean Oliver issued a statement Monday apologizing for the posts, which were criticized for being transphobic and misogynistic, prompting protests in the city last Friday. Oliver said the LGBTQ plus community continues to struggle with discrimination while facing abuse and fear for themselves and their rights. Although this was never my intention, I do see that my actions caused harm, and for that, I apologize. Massachusetts will close all 11 state-run COVID testing locations by the end of this month. Health officials note the demand for testing has dropped significantly. COVID tests will continue to be available at pharmacies, urgent care centers, and doctor's offices. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is teasing a possible run for president in 2024. The environmental lawyer, who's the son of the late Senator Robert F. Kennedy and nephew of the late President John F. Kennedy, made comments over the weekend during an appearance in New Hampshire. Kennedy joins a short list of Democrats eyeing a potential challenge to President Biden's re-election bid. And Boy Meets World star Ben Savage is running for Congress in Southern California. The actor announced his bid on social media, saying it's time to restore faith in government. He's running for Democrat Adam Schiff's seat to represent the state's 30th congressional district. Savage has tried and failed to get into politics in the past. Last year, he ran for the West Hollywood City Council and lost. 
In sports, the Boston Celtics lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, 118-114. They're up next with the Portland Trailblazers on Wednesday. And the Boston Bruins take on the Edmonton Oilers Thursday. Your traffic and weather are coming up. From the Chart Oaks Avenue Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. So who can become a Mid 107 that is called Players? Loving that one here. It's Michael and Maddie. You're going to see some clouds all day today and highs up right around 40. That's kind of where we are right now. So uh, a couple of minutes ago, we were talking about uh, how Rhode Island ranked number one for these and Massachusetts number it was in the top 10. And somebody had guessed fake IDs. <laughs> and it got me thinking, like, I, I would... Are we ready to go fully digital on IDs? Because I am. I'm not. I totally am. I found it annoying that I've got all my credit cards and everything on my phone and my watch. And like that is so dangerous to me. Why? You have everything in one spot, so it takes one person to steal your phone, and everything's gone. You got TikTok. I do. Say goodbye. But no, it's. What? How can they? If, how would they do that? What do you mean? How would they do that? It's secure. But Back I mean, doors. for your sake, like if somebody steals your phone, yeah, they have stolen everything from you. So now you have to get new credit cards. Now you have to get your license again. Like now you have to, like you have to renew. Like so, it's kind of like what would happen if it was your wallet? Yeah, your phone is your new wallet. <laughs> You're right. No. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just, yeah. it's the same thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. To me, I think it's more secure. As a matter of fact, when you use your Apple Watch to pay for an item, they don't even use your credit card number. It's a random number that is used. So, like, it's more secure than actually using the card. So, I'm thinking, I, I'm putting this out there. Somebody come at me and tell me why we shouldn't flip over to all digital licenses. Somebody bring, somebody bring me a reason why we shouldn't do that tomorrow. I mean, not everyone has smartphones, though. Make it an option. Kind of like your credit card. Like, you've got, I've got my credit card, and it's in my wallet, but I also have the credit card info on my, my phone and my watch. And it'd be so much more convenient. Like, you'd never forget your, your you could never, like, lose it. You would always have it. You don't even take a photo of it, though, right? And that yeah, works too. Yeah, but that doesn't work. Yes, it does. How does that work? They say before you go I've on vacation, take a picture of your passport. Yeah, you somebody somebody needed my that. license once, and I had a photo of it, and it was fine. But I mean, make it official. Like, make it come from the from the registry of motor vehicles, from the Top Guns. Yeah. Tell me why we can't do that. Tell me why that's not happening now. Because go ahead, say it. Because somebody could like steal it. Same with your regular ID, and like. Do you do you think it's like more secure to have the actual physical because oh. people can make fake IDs they've been doing it for 50 years you know like screwing around and you stand in front of the board and they take the picture and you can have it say whatever you want like I think we got to get I this just, done I, I don't like the idea of having everything all in one place cuz yeah okay somebody steals my wallet at least they didn't steal my phone too Ah, uh, I don't know if that's landing for me, Maddie. If somebody steals okay. your wallet, they've got everything. Okay, but they don't have your phone. For me, my phone is like so now you've pretty got, valuable. So then you've got two things. So if you get the physical ID, yeah. not like your credit card, and you've got your wallet, now yeah. that's one place. And okay. if you've got the phone, that's another place. So there are two different places that would store that information. 
Okay. So it's like a backup. Okay. If it went official, there would have to be a pretty justified QR code of sense for, let's just say, liquor stores, security bouncers, because they're going to obviously, they're going to have to scan your phone. See, I think that that would be, yeah, exactly. Like, it would be harder to, um, to mess around with. Maybe. I just feel like technology is so improved yeah, today. I feel, and like technology is so advanced. It's like, okay, if that if if that is so secure, then how do cyber bullies or whatever cyber thieves thieves get away with so much still? Like how how are they getting it done? Like I I feel like I'm pretty secure online, but I've been the victim of a couple different scams in my life, you know? It's like what's the, what's the difference between that and putting everything on my phone digitally? Like people are still getting robbed. Like with their digital credit cards and stuff, so I just I don't know. You should have both, Michael. That's the answer. Yeah, just like the credit card. So go ahead, put it on your phone. That's on you, but <laughs> you have to have a physical ID to for certain things. Maybe getting into a concert, maybe getting beer. No. Who knows? I see. I don't agree with that. Just Why? have it as a backup. I don't think you should, you should be able to use it like a regular license. If they're going to do it, do it. All right. So like a blue check mark, like a Twitter, in a sense. Like it's verified. This is a verified identification. It can be done. I mean, do it. Listen, there's going to be worse things in the future when it comes to technology. So if that's what makes you sleep at night, go for it, Michael. (laughs) This is the hard hitting questions today. Listen, I just, it's just an idea. (laughs) I've been thinking about it. I think it's time. 752. (laughs) 90 second news update from the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. Phil Demet. The big question in Fairhaven this morning is what happened to Anna Paula Huggins? The 43-year-old Raymond Street resident never returned home from walking her dog Monday morning, launching a massive search effort for her along the shore that carried over into the evening. Fairhaven police say Huggins was last seen in the area of Pope Beach on Manhattan Avenue, captured on surveillance video with her dog. A few hours later, Fairhaven Animal Control found the dog, but no trace of Huggins, and the woman was officially reported missing just before noon. She's described as 5 feet 8 inches tall with black hair. She was last seen wearing black pants and a maroon jacket. Anyone who sees Huggins or has information can call Fairhaven Police at 508-997-7421. New Bedford's new city councilor has apologized for the controversial Facebook posts he made several years ago, posts that prompted protests at New Bedford High and City Hall the day of his inauguration. Ward 3 councilor Sean Oliver says he's sorry his posts caused people to be hurt. Student protesters called the memes Oliver shared transphobic and misogynistic. Oliver said he was careless and thoughtless to share the memes and that he plans to represent all residents without prejudice. The Cape Cod Canal, which was close to all vessels over the weekend due to the presence of three endangered North Atlantic right whales, reopened Monday. The U.S. Coast Guard said the canal had been closed to ensure the safe passage of the whales. It's believed there are fewer than 350 right whales left worldwide. And a woman in Utah is behind bars after admitting to starting a fire at an apartment complex to burn away negative energy. Around a dozen units were damaged and several residents displaced by the blaze Sunday just south of Salt Lake City. Crystal Moss was arrested after telling police it was her fault. Court documents reveal she poured a bottle of alcohol on a tree inside her bedroom in an effort to burn away the sadness and pain in her life. She faces one felony arson charge.
In sports, the Boston Celtics lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, 118-114. Next game Wednesday at home with the Portland Trailblazers. And the Boston Bruins are gearing up for their game with the Edmonton Oilers. That's Thursday. We'll check your traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Here today and going to be uh, kind of like right where we are now, uh, near 40 for a high today. I am so here for the coffee movement. I feel like coffee has become a, like almost like a personality trait for a lot of people. And I'm here for it. It's fine. So any type of like news that I hear about new coffee shops popping up, I'm all over it. Do you it. think they're like tribes? Like they're, are there coffee it's, tribes? It's, it's a community for sure. It's definitely like... You're one of us or you're not. Yeah, like, like can you be beer? Can you be friends with somebody who's like not in your coffee tribe? I or don't is it, understand. Is there it. tension? Like the, it's all inclusive, but I don't get them. <laughs> like for sure, like yeah. don't get it. But there's a new place uh, coming to Somerset, and it's called Society Coffee Bar, and it's actually the owners of Milestone Realty, and they're in Westport, and as their business grew. They realized that they needed a new location in Taunton. So when they got a new location in Taunton, they were like, you know, they got this building and they were going to put apartments in the front at first. But then after a night out, Keith and Deborah Viveros were chatting and they were like, hey, remember that time we thought about opening up a coffee shop? We should do that. And they just ran with it. And instead of opening apartments, they became Milestone Realty slash um, the coffee shop, um, Society Coffee Bar. Society sounds so fancy, like Society Coffee Bar. I'm not sure if I'm worthy. Well, the story behind the name is kind of cool. So when he was younger, um, Keith, he always wanted to be part of like a secret society or like a like a club of some kind where like him and his friends would get together. They'd have their own place. And so when he opened up this place, he was like, oh, perfect. It's my society. Like, we'll name it Society Coffee Bar. And I love it. So it took off. And then they saw an opportunity to buy the um, lot in Somerset that is St. Michael's Credit Union on County Street. So they bought that. It's going to become Milestone Realty on the bottom. But on the top, it's going to be the entire thing is going to be Society Coffee Interesting that's on the top floor. I would, in my mind, you put the coffee bar on the first floor and then the milestone on the second well floor. i think for their somerset location they really want it to be known for the coffee shop yeah i mean obviously milestone realty is their bread and butter and the whole reason they went with the coffee shop was to create this non-invasive place where they can meet with the community and like you know have it be a little more organic but the place in somerset it's going to be a lot bigger than Taunton. it's going to be a much bigger space. They're going to have a drive through. This is going to be a lounge. Okay. This is like for the coffee people, like, listen up. Hello. Hello. This is a coffee bar lounge with a bar. So okay? like Seattle, like, so booths. it's very like downtown Boston posh type of place. And it's going to be awesome. Like people in Seattle, they don't get the way we do coffee here in New England. Like they don't understand. Like you, you just go through the drive-thru. You keep on going. Blah, 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 blah. Like, they are all about you stop, you you drink your coffee there, Yeah. not on the run. So, they'll have the drive-thru, but they definitely will have a very cool, modern, hip atmosphere on the inside, plus the bar at night. So, the one in Taunton has a kind of a strict 
uh, liquor license, so they can only have the bar open Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. But they're hoping to get approved for a full-time liquor license in Somerset so it can fully be the coffee-slash-bar at all times. I'm t- All I hear when I hear that, fresh espresso martinis. That okay. is all I hear. All I hear is... For guys, like, do you have jeans tight enough to get into this place? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I have to go. <laughs> like hipster? Is that yeah. what you're thinking? It's I just don't know just if I have hip enough jeans to get in. I, you know, I might have to do a little shopping. It is 823. 90-second news update in from the Chard Oak Tavern newsroom. Here's Phil. A dog turned up after a Monday morning walk in Fairhaven, but not its owner. Now first responders from throughout the South Coast are looking for a 43-year-old Fairhaven woman who should have returned home. Anna Paula Huggins was last seen in the area of Pope Beach and Manhattan Avenue. Animal Control later found the dog on its own. No sign of Huggins. She's about 5 feet 8 inches tall with dark hair. Last seen wearing a maroon jacket and black pants. The Southeastern Massachusetts Law Enforcement Council search and rescue team dominated the scene Monday on land and in the water. The search is expected to resume today. Anyone with information can call Fairhaven Police. New Bedford's newly sworn in Ward 3 city councilor says he was careless and thoughtless to share what he calls insensitive memes to his Facebook page. Sean Oliver issued a statement Monday apologizing for the posts, which were criticized for being transphobic and misogynistic, prompting protests in the city last Friday. Oliver said the LGBTQ plus community continues to struggle with discrimination while facing abuse and fear for themselves and their rights. Although this was never my intention. I do see that my actions caused harm, and for that, I apologize. Massachusetts will close all 11 state-run COVID testing locations by the end of this month. Health officials note the demand for testing has dropped significantly. COVID tests will continue to be available at pharmacies, urgent care centers, and doctor's offices. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is teasing a possible run for president in 2024. The environmental lawyer, who's the son of the late Senator Robert F. Kennedy and nephew of the late President John F. Kennedy, made comments over the weekend during an appearance in New Hampshire. Kennedy joins a short list of Democrats eyeing a potential challenge to President Biden's re-election bid. And Boy Meets World star Ben Savage is running for Congress in Southern California. The actor announced his bid on social media, saying it's time to restore faith in government. He's running what for would Democrat you say Adam biggest strength to represent is. the state's 30th congressional district. Savage has tried and failed to get into politics in the past. Last year, he ran for the West Hollywood City Council and lost. In sports, the Boston Celtics lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, 118-114. to They're up next with the Portland Trailblazers on Wednesday. And the Boston Bruins take on the Edmonton Oilers Thursday. Your traffic and weather are coming up. From the Chard Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. First of highlighting another child here in the South Coast that is looking for a forever home. And thanks to First Citizens Federal Credit Union, we're able to do that every week. And this week's Tuesday's child is Jaslyn. I'm very smart, and I I do have a good memory, and I do remember a lot of people's names. Jaslyn, you like sports, don't you? I like soccer and basketball. So do you like watching it as well? Yeah, I watch it sometimes. I like gymnastics, too. What's your favorite subject in school? I like science, because like, they also learn like, cool different things. But like right now in school, we're, we're learning just about like the cell membranes and stuff like that. 
And I also like it because they also get to do like different science experiments too. Jaslyn, what are you looking for in your forever family? Like I want a sister, brother, or something like that to spend time with and stuff. What's your favorite thing about Jaslyn? Jaslyn is super optimistic and happy. She always has a positive outlook on life, and I just love that about her. Where do you think she would thrive the most? I think Jaslyn would do really well in, in virtually any family dynamics. She loves being a teenage girl. She loves getting her nails done, her hair braided. She loves doing karaoke, uh, especially at Taylor Swift. Typical teenager things, and again, really enjoys life. What would you say Jaslyn's biggest strength is? One of her many strengths is her schooling. She excels at school. She's always the teacher's favorite because her personality is so strong and happy. It just amazed me how, how positive and motivated and very eager to find her forever family. And that's really important to her as it is to me. So we all love Jasmine. There's nothing negative we could say about her because she's just a sweet, sweet kid. Big thanks to First Citizens Federal Credit Union for sponsoring Tuesday's Child every week. And if you want to read more about Jaslyn, you'll be able to do that up on fun107.com today. Ever since kind of where we are right now, right about 40 degrees. So uh, yesterday afternoon, the new city councilor for New Bedford, Sean Oliver, came out with an apology, a direct apology that the students at New Bedford High School had demanded on Friday afternoon. Um, they got that apology yesterday afternoon in this written statement from Sean Oliver. It says, as an elected official, my position is to work alongside the members of our community, different groups and leaders to gain a better understanding of the issues facing us all. When I began my candidacy, I made it clear I was not a politician, just a guy who truly wanted better for New Bedford. My goal has been to bring people together and stop the division while fostering a sense of pride and community that has faded within our city. A few years ago, I carelessly and thoughtlessly shared some insensitive memes that have taken away from that message, he said. I never intended for these to be used in a manner that would further fuel this divide. The LGBTQ plus community continues to struggle with discrimination while facing abuse and fear for themselves and their rights. Although this was never my intention, I do see that my actions caused harm. And for that, I apologize. No one should ever feel illegitimate, afraid or unheard. As your city councilor, I will represent all residents without prejudice. A true lesson I hope we can all learn from is that although people may post, share, and quote different things, we must always remember that words have meaning and that the message of fear or hurt may spread while having no intention of ever doing so. There's a human in all of us, and we all need to work together toward building the gap on different topics to bring back the sense of community and belonging that we all deserve. Well said. So I think, you know, in this day and age, it's not often you get a, a real legitimate apology. And it appears that he brought one. It's usually, I'm sorry, but. Or I'm sorry that, that you're offended he, by here, this. Here's my official statement. Sorry. Yeah. But like, this is what I meant. Like, no, he, he, that seemed like a pretty genuine apology. And I respect that. Nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to be in that spotlight and be like, ugh. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to do that. So yeah. I commend him for actually apologizing. But the students weren't necessarily looking to hear from him. In in their original statement, they were not. But 
the day of they were talking about that. They were looking for that, which is not which is good that he was able to bring it to him. Yeah. To them. You know what I mean? But uh you wonder I hope I hope because um you know, not always these things don't always end with you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. So now there's two parts to this. There's I'm sorry next, and then yeah. there's you're forgiven. And honestly, the you're forgiven part in my mind is the most liberating for the person that's doing the forgiving. You know, so if if, if I do something wrong to you and you apologize, or rather, if I do something wrong to you <laughs> and I apologize, it's you get the freedom, the liberation when you, you forgive that person and, and you realize it's a human being, we all screw up, and this person's trying to right their wrong. So like, I, mean, I, I, guess, I hope that that forgiveness yeah, is Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to believe them too, you know, like so many times, I mean, people apologize all the time. Like I have released a statement. Like how many times, how many times have we seen politicians have to release a statement, yeah. you know? Um, but I think the big difference here is that his seems pretty genuine and hopefully the students see it and feel that way as well. Agreed. So, um, yeah. And then they also, I don't know if they, they definitely didn't get all of the things on their demand list either. They, they, the, I know I would love to hear from the school. I would love to hear, you know, from those people. Like the, I wonder now that there's been an apology from Sean Oliver, will that calm the other demands because it's been hopefully fixed. Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, the, the school resource officer thing, I think that's like the biggest obstacle. Like that's a big ask. Get rid of the school resource officers because this guy said something stupid. I'm not sure if I, you know, see yeah. the, the connection there. Or, you know, if they feel unsafe, maybe they need those school resource officers. Right, right. Or but, maybe just a more open dialogue with yeah. the school resource officer. You know, I got to give, I will give the high school a little benefit for the doubt. During the protest, they were outside. Admin was outside. The superintendent was outside. The principal was outside. I don't want to use the word cheering them on, but supporting them, which was I thought was a, a very eye-opening kind of uh, movement. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was great. Instead of just saying, all right, guys, go outside, do what you got to do, they, they joined them, obviously, to make sure they were safe, too, but there was a sense of pride within their student body. So yeah. I thought that was, that was kind of great. I'm just hoping, you know, again, like you, you mentioned, for the student's sake, Take the apology, take it in, and when you're ready, forgive. But so far, this is a huge step. Agreed. This is a big step. It is a big step. That you don't normally see these days. So take that into consideration. Fun 107. 